Welcome to Bed Crime Stories Podcast. I'm your host, T. To my bed crimers, hi, how you doing? Hope you're having a great day. To anyone new here, a warm welcome. Thank you for checking out my channel. Let me just ask that after listening to or watching the video, if you find you enjoyed it or learned something, do me a favor, smash that like button and consider subscribing. Also, if you appreciate my work, please consider supporting the channel with a Patreon membership. Now, let's dig in. The family of murdered mother of five, Rachel Morin, is working with a private criminal profiler. That profiler is Pat Brown, who believes the suspect may be a serial killer. She said the suspect is an immediate danger to the community and they need help tracking him down. The father of Morin's oldest child, Matthew McMahon, spoke to WBALTV.com and said, quote, Right now we're worried that the clock is ticking. Today is one month to the day that Rachel went out on a run, so people's memories are fading. It's not just to get justice for Rachel and her family and her children. It's to prevent this person from doing this again, because it's a matter of time before he does do this again. Brown pointed out how after committing a crime against a young girl in Los Angeles, the suspect went to Bel Air, Maryland. The profiler calls this an odd choice, meaning he must know someone in Bel Air. Brown also called the suspect an opportunistic predator who had a reason to be in the area of the trail between 6 p.m. and dusk on August 5th, the day of the attack. Rachel's family wants to give the public more information because there's the possibility the guy is still somewhere in the area. McMahon said, we hope this paints a much clearer picture of who this person is because we firmly believe someone in Bel Air knows who this suspect is. So the Morin family is posting tips about the suspect and the tips are from the profiler. I'm going to read them to you now. This man is a suspected serial killer and is an immediate danger to the community. He is a violent criminal with these dangerous psychopathic traits. Narcissistic, only cares about himself. Lacking empathy, doesn't care how others feel. Manipulative, takes advantage of others. And he is a pathological liar. Lies about everything compulsively. After committing a crime in Los Angeles, California, he came Came to Bel Air, Maryland. This choice of location to a small, lesser-known city is odd, meaning he must know someone in Bel Air where he has been able to stay. The attack on Rachel Morin that occurred while she was running on the Ma and Pa Heritage Trail was likely committed by an opportunistic predator who saw her that evening. This means it is likely the predator has a specific reason to be in the area of the path. He runs on it, travels on it, he works near it, or he is living near it. The suspect would not be accountable for either at work or home sometime between 6 p.m. and dusk on Saturday, August 5th, 2023 
when the attack occurred. If you know an individual who matches or comes close to matching these physical, psychological, and location details, please email rmtips at harfordsheriff.org or call 410-836-5430. There is a $10,000 reward for any information leading to a conviction. Note that when sheriff's deputies traveled to Los Angeles to investigate the crime the suspect committed there, they discovered information that led them to Illinois. We knew that. So last week, investigators went to Chicago. But per the Harford Sheriff Jeffrey Goller, the investigation has progressed, but they have nothing that tells them they're going to solve the case overnight. Goller also tried to address the confusion many of us have regarding the way the suspect left the home during the Los Angeles crime, namely being let out of the door, presumably by the victim. Goller said, quote, I recognize that it is confusing the way he left the house in the video. It's not the way anyone expects that if the person committed a home invasion and assault on a young person that that's the way that person would be leaving, end quote. He's right about that. That does not seem like the normal way you would expect a suspect to leave the crime scene of a home invasion and an assault. It doesn't make sense. He allows that victim to live, thank God, but then he does not allow Rachel Morin to live. I'm wondering if Rachel put up a fight and made a lot of noise on that trail and he wanted to quiet her so he grabbed a rock and used it violently on her head. With the home invasion, it would have all taken place inside the home. And I keep thinking that either the young girl was alone and her parents were away or the suspect told her to remain quiet or he would harm her family members. Obviously, she called the police because they did get a DNA sample which was uploaded into CODIS, which is how they matched the DNA at Rachel Morin's crime scene to this suspect who committed the crime in LA. So they have his DNA, but they don't know who he is. According to an article on Fox News Digital written by Rebecca Rosenberg, forensic genealogy could solve the Rachel Morin case. The information I'm about to share with you comes directly from this article. Cece Moore, a DNA detective with Parabon Nano Labs, said, quote, so the person has not been identified, but we know he's responsible for two separate crimes. This is the perfect application of investigative genetic genealogy, end quote. This technique, which identified the Golden State Killer as well as Brian Koberger, allegedly, uses traditional DNA analysis and public records to build family trees, and that allows them to to zero in on suspects. Moore has solved more than 250 cases through DNA analysis, and she described the tool as a, quote, tip generator. 
Traditionally, this has been used to close cold cases, but Moore apparently has long advocated for a broader application. She's quoted as saying, when you can stop a criminal in his tracks and prevent him from victimizing more people, that is really the best use, end quote. Moore suspects that the FBI, which has its own investigative genetic genealogy unit, is using this method to try and find Morin's killer. The next step now is for genetic investigators to upload the DNA sample from the suspect to GED Match and Family Tree DNA, which have databases of about 2.5 million people. And those two databases cooperate with law enforcement, unlike other commercial databases like Ancestry.com and 23andMe, which have more than 30 million contributors. You can see why it would be tempting for investigators to tap into 23andMe and Ancestry.com, even if it's prohibited. But apparently there's a problem with this particular suspect, and that is, if he really is Hispanic or Latin American, then apparently it's going to be a much more difficult case, according to Cece Moore. That's also according to another investigator with Parabon Nanolabs who specializes in Hispanic cases. That person told Fox News Digital why these genetic puzzles are harder to solve. Apparently, the DNA detectives start with the closest genetic hits they get in the DNA databases, which often are distant cousins. They then build family trees, starting with the most distant relatives and working forward with the help of public records and other data. But unfortunately, Hispanics are underrepresented in the databases, so this makes it less likely that a DNA profile will match a close relative. The exception, apparently, is Mexican-American families whose presence in the United States goes back to the 1800s. If the suspect is a recent immigrant, it's even less likely that they're going to get a close match. If the suspect is an undocumented immigrant, then the trail can go cold. For recent immigrants, the family trees will extend outside the U.S., and the DNA investigator must be fluent in Spanish to access and read census and vital records. And then there's another problem, according to these experts, and that is the lack of diversity of surnames. One scientist said, when we're building trees for these distant DNA matches, we're trying to figure out where these trees are connected to each other. When we see that other surname in another tree, we can say, aha, this might be where that tree connects. But with Hispanic families, it's just as likely that a repeat of a surname is a coincidence. The scientist pointed out a European study that said that in Spain, 20% of people in the country have one of the 10 most common surnames. By comparison, she pointed out that in Italy, just 0.6% of the population uses the 10 most common surnames. Most Spanish immigrants who settled in the New World came from the southern half of Spain. So it sounds like it's going to be a lot more difficult trying to build a family tree around this DNA from this suspect versus somebody like Brian Koberger. Harford Sheriff Jeff Gollard declined to comment on whether officials are indeed using 
investigative genetic genealogy to try and solve the case. I certainly hope they are because I think they should be trying everything they can to solve the case. Let's pray they find this guy as soon as possible, not only for Rachel Morin's family, but also for all the citizens living in Bel Air, Maryland, and surrounding areas. Until the next time on Bed Crime Stories, sleep tight, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.